there is no requirement on the passage of time at the first ballot hall of fame. If something great happens tomorrow night, I'll put it in on Thursday. If Joe Burrow flicks a cigarette butt on the field and stomps it out with his cleats this weekend, or, or, or some dude like sneaks a sign into the arena that calls like Kevin Durant, a, a, a fart face. I'm going to give it a good 60 to 80 minutes on this show. No questions asked. The point is, when you witness a great sports moment, you can feel it. You know it. And you know it right away. And you need not wait to make up your mind. With that said, the National Basketball Association is in the midst of an offensive explosion this season. And no two performances stick out more than Luka Doncic's 60-point triple-double and Donovan Mitchell's 71-point game. Both were career highs. Both players tipped in their own missed free throw at the end of regulation to send it to overtime. And both players more or less single-handedly won their respective teams the game. So is either one of those moments the NBA's version of flicking a cigarette butt or the fart face poster? (laughs) Let's find out. This is First Balance. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. I am your host, Neil, the long-lost Gasol brother, the podcast Jordan Clarkson. I'm not the biggest Lakers fan, but I am the best Lakers fan. Today's episode of First Ballot could be sponsored by the Nike Zoom Flight 95. Jason Kidd wore them, Tim Hardaway wore them. Terrell Brandon and Mookie Blaylock wore them. They look like you're standing on a hard plastic ball thing, but you're not. They're comfortable. They're sneakers. They're Nikes. And they're legendaries. You see, Nike, you might have commercials for new shoes made by the Wyden Kennedys of the world, but who's making commercials for your old shoes? Me, Neil, I am, I will. Just pay me. Our guest, you have not yet been introduced, so you can't say a whole lot. But do you have any opinions on the Nike Zoom Flight 95? Greatest silhouette of all time. Lucas 60 and Donovan 71 are honestly world-class performances, but are they first ballot Hall of Famers? That's a great question, and we'll answer it here today. And here to do it with me is the guest you just heard. He's a former college basketball player. He's a former NBA entourage member. I'm so excited to talk about that. He's also a podcast entrepreneur as co-founder of the Count the Dings Network, which features a number of fantastic podcasts you should listen to right now. He's a writer and podcaster at The Athletic, and now he's a copywriter at the legendary widening kennedy it's the impossibly talented the multi-hyphenated trevon edwards thank you sir for being on the show thank you man thank you man that was very humbling and uh i I need to hire you just to um (laughs) to give me my intro when i walk in spots listen this is my this is my opportunity to talk to people that i'm inspired by intrigued about i've been waiting and excited to get you on the show uh, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for doing it. First off, Trevon, right out of the gate, 
Did you drink your water today? Yes, but I can use more. <laughs> Don't <laughs> always we all? can use more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Javon, you played college basketball. You went to Texas Southern, but the only game log I could find online for the Waldorf College Warriors, you were a six-two guard. Tell me about your career. Who is your NBA player comp? Yeah, um, so Texas Southern, I redshirted. Um, I got hurt, so oh. I bounced around a little bit, just trying to chase the dream like most kids. Yes. Um, and finished up at Waldorf College, proud alum. Um, and my player comp is Rajon Rondo. Nice. <laughs> I love how quickly we say things like that. Like, it makes no sense that we would so brazenly and confidently say that. But you knew that's who you played like, and I knew that I was a mixture between Luke Walton and Anthony Mason. There you go. That means you got some good <laughs> elbows and you're got a high IQ. That's to it. Be a that's secondary it. coach. <laughs> Uh, it's deeply embarrassing that I'm saying this. Uh, no, you uh, listen, listen. You at least played in college. Did you? You said you were chasing the dream. Did you? When did you stop? Hmm, how do I want to say this? When did you? Hmm, I don't know how I want to say this. When did you give up on trying to make the NBA? When did you let yourself go? Mm, I don't think I'm going to make it to the NBA. Uh, I was waived in uh, the D League uh, training camp. You? Oh my God! You play? So you had a D League training? Oh my. That's fantastic. Holy shit. So you were really fucking close. Yeah. Does that was, kill you? Uh, like, do you think about that a lot or you're, you're past that? No, nah. you're mature. Okay. No, nah, I'm, I'm at peace. I think it's a, it's a tough transition for anyone though. Holy when you uh, have been doing it for so long. Um, and I was a late bloomer. I got better as I got older. Yeah. The game started to become easier. Um, and also in high school, I played, a, um, I played small forward. I played out of position. Got it. So right. I learned on the fly how to be a point guard my freshman year of college. Got it. So I had like a lot of turnovers my first year and I sat at the bench a lot. And uh, my coach was like, in order for you to play, you know, you got to get your turnovers yeah, down. Yeah. And uh, the time that I came out in the same um, high school years, LeBron. So I've been in high school 20 years now. Um, pretty much it was uh past first point guards. Right, right, right. right. So, um, my whole aggressiveness, I didn't have it too much, you know. So it was kind of weird because it was a tug of war. Um, when I want, when I got to Waldorf, my coach wanted me to shoot, mm. and my previous coaches were like, "Pass the ball." Right. Um. So you know, there was an identity thing from there. Um. So a lot of people, it's always funny because it's like, how's this guy talking? He didn't average anything, and it's like you know, basketball is more than yes. scoring points. You know, you got pro- it's a role. Right. The, the more you advance. You know, most people don't know that Dennis Rodman led the nation in scoring at Southeast Oklahoma State. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or or that Kurt Thomas was the nation national scoring leader for That's TCU. Right. You know what I mean? Like these things because you fit into a role. Everybody gets athletic. Everybody gets talented, and um, you know th- those things are are, are just you know. Um, interesting it's it's funny to think about uh, the presumption is at least for me growing up and i think from a lot of people still is that if you're good enough you will make the nba but there are probably a number of kids who had the talent and ability and maybe got put with the wrong coach or the wrong teammates and all of a sudden 
you know, maybe they have a rough freshman year or they, you know, they have, they, they don't move into the starting lineup as a sophomore, like they were intending to. And maybe their confidence drops and then all of a sudden they don't make the league. It's funny how tiny little decisions could, could have a, a huge impact, like, like something like playing out of, out of position or having to, to sort of vacillate between pass first and no, no, no. Now we want you to score. I, I know the strong, I, again, six, three, <laughs> Great shooter. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. Great shooter, but I get put in the post, which is why my post moves are so nasty. But you know, it's that's probably why I'm not. That's probably why I didn't have a have a D League tryout myself. I don't listen. I don't want to make this about me. It's about you. But um, great shooter. That's just what I want to say. I, I was not a great shooter. <laughs> I was very streaky. Um, one thing about me, I'm honest. <laughs> so I'll, I'll never um, pretend like I was, you know, some great player or anything like that. Ah, I think I, I, I think I was. I'm like the ultimate team guy still to this day. So, um, uh, yeah. See, that's my thing. That's I am a fantastic liar. No, uh, Trevon, I do want to just. We're going to talk about your career here in a minute, but I do want to set up the notion that great ball player plays in college D league tryout. Don't make the league, which is probably a dream your entire life. A lot of guys come undone in that moment. A lot of people come undone and can't figure out how to go forward. You did it. You've done it in an amazing fashion. I can't wait to talk about your career, but I just want everybody thinking about that moment when you don't make the league and what are you going to do now? And this guy, this guy turned it on. It's amazing. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Teron, please table set for me your favorite sport of all time, your favorite team of all time, your favorite athlete of all time. Uh, favorite sport, basketball. Right. All right. So um, I was taught um, like once you get to like 12 or 13, you kind of stuck with those teams. Right. Um, and I was a front runner. So, <laughs> uh, you know, Jordan. 91. There you go. Right. Um, I was a Niners fan in 94. Then I became a Cowboys fan in 95 because of <laughs> Deion Sanders. The, the um, legend, the best. And uh, I remain a Yankees fan because of Jeter. Wow. I played, I played shortstop. <laughs> so that was so, so hold on. If you why. have <laughs> this is amazing answers, I love you. You are the most honest person I've had on this show up until this point. You've admitted that you weren't that good of a hitter. You're admitting to the fact that you were a front runner. If you have to pick one of those amazing teams, the Yankees, the uh, the Niners, or or the Bulls, who are you choosing as your favorite singular team? Chicago Bulls, because I was of age to witness right. the six yes. rings. Right. Um and. Obviously, it wasn't even – it wasn't a gloat thing. Like, now, I couldn't imagine being a sports fan as an adult because mm-hmm. um, the NBA I covered, so I'm not, like, really allowed to like, right. be personally biased, so I don't get to do that. Um, but I was a Los Angeles Rams fan because my father, my late father, was a, a Rams fan, so watching them win um, – but they're bad this year, you know what I mean? And it's like also kind of like, you know, like if I if I got to experience one thing as a fan and watch a team win, that was a good experience, you know, yeah. for for the day. But I'm also like not one of those like um, like have real rivals or right. get upset when people talk trash about my team. I I don't care that much because I don't know that first of all the team doesn't pay me, 
and <laughs> you know stuff happens it is what it well, is i'm the same javon i don't get mad when people talk bad about the lakers i am very mature who is your favorite your favorite player who's your favorite athlete of all time Any uh, michael jordan michael jordan michael michael jordan easily um and then it kind of picked up that was the thing i had an uncle named michael jordan that passed away when i was younger mm. um he's older than michael jordan so he's like the original Michael Jordan. Um, but I gravitated to Michael Jordan because I used to get my hair cut like super low. I'm right. bald now. So that doesn't, you know, it doesn't really, it aligns. Um, but when I concentrate, I bite my tongue. There, there you go. So my, so my tongue sticks out. And that was kind of the running thing of like, he's doing it because of Jordan. Right, and it's right, like, right. nah, I picked it up from my grandma because my grandma did that when she wrote or she was doing something. And I do it still to this day. Uh, Trevon, uh, are you then of the mindset that Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time? Uh, yeah, but I mean, as I get Close. older, it's more of a debate. And yeah. the thing is, is it, I, I don't have LeBron as my, my, my second option. I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, I, I think that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar actually, um, gets a lot of like slight and yep. a lot of Agreed. like not respect in his aspect. Like Agreed. he held a scoring record for roughly 30 some years. That's right. And, um, you know, they, he didn't lose often. Ever. You know what I mean? That's like they, right. they put, they put in a rule for him to stop scoring. They, they took right. out dunking. So you have to acknowledge that you have to, you know, I feel like LeBron is going to be the greatest scorer of all time. I think Jordan is the greatest player. Um, and it's a toss up with, 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 um, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, much respect to the winningest player, um, Bill Russell, rest in peace. Um, but they had less than, 30 teams that's right so sometimes that's why that's i right. put it up and mike never lost in the finals that's right not you know that's all that's right and bill russell is a celtic so fuck them trevon we got to get into our moment we have to decide whether luka Doncic's 61 point triple double or donovan mitchell's 71 point outburst it will either of those make the first ballot hall of fame to do that to dive into these moments we have to go through our hall of fame credentials those are the categories by which we judge both of these moments Again, just so you know, it could be one or the other. It could be neither. The first credential, as always, analytics. People love stats. They love numbers. Let me walk you through some of the numbers, some of the stats behind these moments. We'll start with Luka's game. Luka played 48 minutes. The game did go to overtime. He was 21 of 31 from the field. That's 67%. Two of six from three. 16 of 22 from the stripe. 21 boards, that's a career high, 21 rebounds in this game. 10 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. Statistically, that line has never happened in an NBA game before. 60 points, 20 boards, 10 assists. It's the highest scoring triple-double in league history, tied with James Harden. And I think they play pretty similarly. If both of their careers ended right now, heaven forbid, who is the better player, Doncic or Harden? James Harden, he's going to go down as the third greatest uh, three-point shooter of all time. He's an MVP. He's been to the finals. Um, you know, uh, he's probably going to have roughly – he's almost there at 20,000 points. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to compare those two just because James has been around a little longer. Yes. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Luka climbs up there and be top five in a couple categories. They're both, they're, they both have been super entertaining so far in their careers. Uh, happy to watch them both. Okay, here we go. More stats. 
The other highest point totals with 20 rebounds and 10 assists all came more than 50 years ago. Will Chamberlain had 53, 32, and 14 in 68. Elgin Baylor had 52, 25, and 10 in 61. And then Chamberlain had 51, 29, and 11 in 63. So a long time ago since you've seen uh, uh, stats in this, this ballpark. The Mavs did beat the Knicks 126, 121. The Mavs were 19 and 16. The Knicks were 18 and 17. Tim McMahon of ESPN reported that the NBA teams were 0 and 13,884 in the last 20 seasons when trailing by at least nine points uh, with 35 or fewer seconds left in the game. This is the first time that's ever happened. Maybe the most chilling stat of all for Luka, 23. The guy's 23 years old. Your thoughts on all those stats? Do any of them adding weight? Anything pop out to you and feel special? Um, I mean, he's a talented guy. I mean, when you look at someone who also did that at 23, it's Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like we haven't seen this before, um, but I'm also not going to normalize it. Right. He's a special talent. He's a special um, player. He's dominated on this level the greatest league of, you know, in the world. Mm -hmm. And he's openly admitted that it's easier to score in the NBA than in the EuroLeague. So um, I could only imagine um, what's the next batch of, you know, EuroLeague players coming over could, could potentially do. Um, But, but Luca is a a force to be reckoned with. I mean, I don't even think I was honest when he first came over, I gave him a a ceiling of, Hito Turkaloo. And also, um, I said he would make a couple all-stars in his career and he surpassed yeah. that so far. So, yeah. um, I don't know shit if I can curse. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a tweet that exists still up that says Luka Doncic is the best prospect since Anthony Davis. Right, listen, I don't, this isn't about me. This isn't about me. No, these numbers are, are ghastly really. When I think I'm going to say this early, we'll get to it later. This game didn't do all that much for me, but when you look at the numbers, you can put together a real statistical argument for this making the, the first ballot Hall of Fame. Let's move on to Donovan Mitchell. 71 points, 71 on 22 of 34 shooting. That's 65%. God damn. Seven to 15 from three, an effective field goal percentage of 75%, a true shooting percentage of almost 79%, 20 of 25 from the free throw line, eight boards, 11 assists, one block. He played almost 50 minutes. Again, another overtime game here. Mitchell's 34 shots were the least taken to score 70 or more points. Fuck. The next closest were the 38 shots that Wilt took to score 70 Maybe most impressively, Mitchell scored or assisted on 99 points in this game to win. This is the second most NBA. That is the second most in NBA history. Wilt had 104 scored or assisted on in his famous 100 point game. Jesus, God. The Cavs beat the Bulls 145 to 134. Cleveland was 24 and 14. The Bulls underwater 16 and 21. The Bulls were up 18 points with eight and a half minutes left in the third quarter. So a comeback as well. Crazy stats from Donovan Mitchell. Anything stand out to you, Javon? The only thing that stood out to me was Billy Donovan not double teaming. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's pretty much it. I mean, remarkable accomplishment. Um, scoring has been up this year. At the beginning of the year, we had nine players averaging over 30 points per game. It is still, you know, guys are still having ridiculous nights. Um, and I, I don't think I don't think the rules are set up for the defender. So um, it puts them in a, a inconvenience. But um, kudos to Donovan Mitchell to, you know, accomplish that. Such a great feat. Um, and yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. And he happened to get 11 assists with it. So, um, he didn't, he didn't do it the ball hog way. Yes. Why, why, why doesn't Billy Donovan double there? Why, why, why didn't the Raptors double Kobe? Why don't, why don't, why didn't they double Devin Booker more against what Boston or whoever he played? Why don't, when a guy's going that nuts, why don't they put the clamps on him and late at bare minimum guy gets to 65 or something don't you think you start just doubling on every play why doesn't that happen they got a front row seat of greatness <laughs> that's what it is oh, man damn. um i mean but you know you can watch a game like the bulls versus the nets and billy Donovan's double team and kd fresh out the gate mm. so um i mean i think it's mutually it's, it's a mutual respect um, for those early doubles, but then, you know, for the players that don't, I don't think it's a disrespect either. I think it's just they rather just live with that that one player beating them. I, I love the idea of a coach being like, we're going to let this guy cook. Like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to – you know, obviously we're going to play defense. We're going to play hard, but we're not going to go out of our way to stop this because this is the show. I like that as an idea. I hope that some of that is true. And all of these performances that we're talking about going into our first Bell Hall of Fame – is there do we have to tip our hats to the opposing coach that's sort of special and it's it's maybe even more fun to think about the coach maybe not having his full wits about him because he's starry-eyed and watching this thing too both fantastic ideas things to consider as of when i put this script together uh the league leaders Doncic leads the league in points 34.2 a game uh for luca and donovan mitchell was is seventh in the league with 29.3 really a, just a scoring nasty scoring output what 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 uh, what accounts for all the scoring that's been happening this season um i just think this is attempts and you know guys are really good i mean i think that we don't give enough credit to the 450 um mm. they're the best in the in the world for a reason um and 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 guys can really fill it up you know what i mean like that's the thing so they're they're getting a chance to show how good they are obviously you know Tatum just had 51 the other night and was pretty much just going crazy. Um, they're just they're just finding an act to shoot the ball. So um, that that's just the way it is. Mr. Edwards, do you know anything about the basketball reference game score? I don't. Okay, basketball. It's very reference. rare. Shout out to basketball reference. Same. It's very rare that I, I kind of go on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a good fact check. I go on there all the time for this show specifically. My hat's off to them. Thank you for helping me make this. They apparently do something called the game score, which again, you know, they they come up with their own equation to weight and give a score to a game, a performance themselves. I want to talk to you about game scores historically and where these two games fit. The number one game score, basketball reference. You got to guess what the number one game score what the number one most impressive night is from by decided by basketball references game score, which I know you don't understand how it's weighted. Let me just say this. It's not Wilt's 100. It's not. Was well, something like Jerry West or Elgin Baylor or somebody? Jordan 69. Okay. 
Jordan's 69. So you're like, okay, that makes sense. Number two, Kobe's 81. Okay, all right. I mean, obviously, tremendous. Number three, Donovan Mitchell's 71. Basketball reference says the Donovan Mitchell's 71-point game is the third best night by a singular player by uh, by their game score rating. So where's Kobe 62 at? Uh. It's not on. I have the top 13 games here. It's not there. Number 62, four. 62 should be over 81. <laughs> Just how he did it. Uh, listen, we 62 in the first Bell Hall of Fame. We did that earlier this year. Carl uh, Malone is next. I don't know. Carl Malone had 61, I guess. Uh, then James Harden's 60-point triple-double. Then Luca's at number six, his 60-point triple-double. Then it's Jordan. Booker, 71. And Bede's on there. Kevin McHale. Anthony Davis. No David, with, no David Robinson, 71? No, no David Robinson. Anthony Davis is there uh, with that crazy 59-point, 20-board uh, game for the Pelicans. Kyrie Irving has number 12. And LeBron James is 13. LeBron James doesn't have one of the top 12 performances in a basketball game by the score. I mean, he don't he don't be scoring like that, though, to be honest. Like it's, he'll, it also he'll, takes he'll into 50. account these other things. I just – this score – I want to – whoever – is talking about the basket the basketball reference game scores. I, I want to dismiss that as a as a stat. I, I mentioned it here because it's fun to talk about, but I'm not personally. I'm not giving it much weight. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know it exists. You just introduced me to it. It's crazy, crazy numbers. Okay. The next credential is our eye test. What did you see in this moment that might make it extra special and get it into the first ballot Hall of Fame? Trevor, what did you see in either of these performances and rewatching these moments? Yeah. They're just really good scorers, and when they get going, like their team trusts them to go back to them. I don't think it was anything super special. Um, like I said, I don't really scoff at the number game is cool, but like, did you win a game? And I think that's the, the most important thing for me. But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, sure, both of them are are, are going to be, you know, more than five time All Star. So right. I think they get in off the strength of that alone. I think. Th- I think. Both of these boiling down to a missed free throw putback is obviously the headliner in terms of what I see. I think that's the most interesting thing. The thing that I take away from this, that little hyper little dance move thing that Doncic does after the, after he, he, he ties the game at the end of regulation, mm-hmm. not a fan personally, thought it looked a little silly, not cool in a, in a, in a hall of fame where those things matter more than ever jumping up and down and swinging your hands around like a kid. I, 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 I'm not going to remember that. I'll hate that forever. I don't have any, I don't have any ill will towards it. I think because you, Luca is still a kid. <laughs> um, well, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. And, and also, I mean, just from a player's perspective, I've like made some crazy stuff and, you know, I'm just kind of in awe. Like, did yeah, y'all yeah. see this too? Yeah, and I yeah, think he yeah. was just in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, that that that's that's I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think it's you know something that's like annoying. Like I mean, I'm not even annoyed with Jaw Gridian, you know what I'm saying? Like, but again, the game is changing and different things are being implemented into the game and you just kinda you don't wanna be old man, get off the lines type stuff, but you just wanna adapt and accept it. You know, when I think about other moments that are in the hall now and whether these sta- whether either of these stack up, I think about Dame Lillard. Uh, first episode, Dragonfly Jones waving goodbye to the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's ice cold. 
That's that's mm-hmm. putting it in Paul George's eye. Great defender, deep shot, game winner, great call, waving goodbye, the full package. Doncic jumping up and down to flap his arms. I, I I don't. It doesn't help. That's what I'll say. It doesn't help this moment. The uh, the, the other when I look at Donovan Mitchell, can I get your opinion on this, Javon? Mitchell mm-hmm. leaving the foul line early before the shot hits the rim. I, I don't want to be Devin in the lab here, but the game's over. I, I, I don't want to be a nerd, but there are rules in basketball and things that break rules are against the rules and they shouldn't count. If a guy had six fouls and he's removed from the game, he can no longer play basketball. Well, what if someone just stayed on the court and just kept shooting? He's got six fouls. He right. just keeps shooting. He fouls the seventh guy and an eighth guy. Are all those points going to count? Of course not. It's bullshit. I just want to say to me, if you wipe out all of Donovan Mitchell's overtime, and I think you should, 13 points out the door, and a rebound, by the by, to me, the new point total, 58 points. That's my opinion. The game should have been over. Your thoughts, Javon? Um, I don't feel a way. I mean, I think as You're long so as the ball is so still mature. in play. No, I mean, it's not even about maturity. I just, I don't, I don't have any highs or lows about it. I think it's a part of the game and you just kind of, you know, because ain't nobody going if, to, if that was the case, we would discredit a lot of overtime um, final, you know, performances. And I think in this situation, he came and he won, he won the basketball game for his team. And it is what it is. I'm not going to say, oh, he only did it in 40. I mean, 71 and 71. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, it's hard. To, yes. It's guys that ain't never cracked 25 points in their career professionally. Yeah, It's guys that's never scored 30. If it was easy, everybody would do it. So for sure, um, the next credentials are ear test. What did you hear in these moments? I, I didn't realize this when I started the show, but a lot of these moments are crafted by whoever's doing the play by play. Let's listen to the Mavs feed of Luca's uh, game tying tip in at the free throw line. It shocks me about this game and that drew rim. It's still loose. Luca got it back. A great call. I don't know the guy's name. Obviously, a Mavs guy. Don't know his name. Great call. A little weird that he ends with "Stranger Things Have Happened." I, I mean, it's true, but a little weird to end on that. Your thoughts on that call? That's cool. It's good energy. Um, come, you know, these commentators are homers, so I don't really sure. get too high and low on it, especially like unless it's like TNT or ESPN. Um. Like national national games are different, but like watching yeah. a game, especially like Stacey King, the Bulls, and the Hornets, and they got guys that really go all in. And yeah. I mean, that was the ener- that's the energy you need. You know, what I mean, he's giving radio energy. So, um, For sure. it's it, if if I'm not watching that and I hear it, I'm I'm getting excited about it. It's like I'm standing by uh, an old radio, and and you know, those are the things you have to draw in the listener. You mentioned Stacey King. Let's listen to the Bulls' feed of Donovan's uh, free throw tip in uh, off the missed free throw. Uh, Cleveland's feed, Cleveland's call on that was just fine. To me, not spectacular. Not enough to add any real weight to get either of these mo- to get this moment in the first ballot Hall of Fame. But the Bulls' feed is interesting. Let's listen to that. 
What you got to do now, if you're the Bulls, is to make sure someone box out Donovan Mitchell. Shooter. Off the back rim, loose ball. Oh, it went in to tie the game. I don't know how. He didn't box. What did I tell you? What did I tell oh, you? it was Donovan what, what, Mitchell. What did I just say? Incredible. What did I just say? You said it. You have to box out the shooter, and the Bulls failed to do it. Donovan Mitchell, a miraculous shot. He has a new career look, high, look. 58. Great call, and that's live. No editing there. That's live. Stacy King calls it. It happens. Overtime, career, uh, career high. Really nice job there by the Bulls team. Yeah, I mean, Stacy King spoken like a former Bulls alum. Just disappointed <laughs> in the guys not boxing out, um, you know, and, and kind of called it out. You know what I mean? Not even from a coaching perspective, but just kind of like – these are common things in basketball that are getting swept under the rug that cost yeah. a lot of games, like a lot of 50-50 balls being loose, um, just blown assignments, guys falling asleep, a guy not closing out. These are things that just cost games all the time, and I think he was just more so frustrated. Um, and, yeah, just was like, yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, no, it was cool. It was interesting, I mean, for it to be, you know, the Bulls commentators comment on that 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 basket. But, um, yeah. So, so the suspense. The next credentials, burning questions. But here's my question: Why does why do neither of these performances mean that much to me? Do, do they mean much to you? Where do you stand on these two moments? I, very forgettable, honestly. Just because so much but stuff. Why happens is that? In, in, okay, please. Um, just because it's a long season. I mean, it doesn't shift at the end but of the day. 70, we care about seventy-one points, sixty point triple double. Why shouldn't they stick out? I mean, it does to some people. I mean, I'm sure the Cavs fans are going to be talking about it. I'm sure right. whoever said B. I mean, I'm, I'm just, again, it's, it's cool, but we got more basketball to play. Yeah. Because if you score 71 and you don't make the playoffs, what's going to really matter? What's going to really be the height of That's this a great point. season? It's a great so, point. So, I mean, individual stuff's cool. Don't get me wrong. Like LeBron's going to become the number one scorer. We're going to talk about it for a couple of days. Well, that's a lie. It's going to be talked about for a month because <laughs> the world leader will pick that up. But right. I will be exhausted of it. You feel me? Like, right. I'm going to right. acknowledge it. It's an amazing um, um, feat. And I think he's going to break it, you know, sometime around before Valentine's Day. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's a record that no one thought would be broken. And, and here we are 30 years later, and LeBron James is – potentially about to break it so kudos to him and it's amazing uh, it's, accomplishment it really is and it's i i do want to say i think it's a real sage cagey move by genie bus and the lakers to get and keep lebron in purple and gold so that when kareem's record is broken it's another laker you know that's replacing him uh the brand is immaculate the lakers let's go uh the next credential test of time this is when we compare these moments, Lucas 60-point triple-double, Donovan Mitchell 71, against other moments like it. We're going to go right to the all-time game scoring uh, leaders. Wilt, obviously, number one with 100 points. Kobe with 81-2. Wilt then had 78. That's the third highest. Then Wilt had 73. That's fourth. He, he did that twice. Uh, David Thompson also scored 73. Wilt Chamberlain had 72. He's the seventh. And then number eight, the number eight all-time scoring, 
Donovan Mitchell, number eight all-time history of the NBA. Donovan Mitchell tied with David Robinson, 71. Is Robinson 70, which is better? You got to pick. Which one's better? Robinson 71 or Mitchell 71? What sticks out? What's more memorable to you? I think more memorable would be David Robinson just because Me of too. why he did it. He did it. Yeah. But no, the only reason why is because he needed it to win the scoring record. Right. right. And that was it. That was it. Him and Shaq were dueling. And um, that's the reason why it happened. I think if you know Donovan Mitchell had a more story or a more purpose of getting it, mm-hmm. it was just kind of a night, a hot night for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he, it's not a night that everyone gets. Like I said, I don't want to like dismiss it because it's an right. amazing thing to accomplish. Same. Um, but yeah, it just had it had no meaning towards it. It was just like. It means something to him. It means something to Adidas. It means something to the Cavs organization. Yes. But as far as league felt, it's been forgotten since. I I agree with you. That's so, it's so crazy that you're saying it, and I completely agree with you. And I wonder what people that are listening to this are going to think. But I agree with you. To me, it's in that Devin Booker camp where, like, I know Devin Booker scored 70 points. I just don't really care. Let me keep going down the, the list. I'm building towards something. Jordan had 69. Pete Maravich had 68. Chamberlain had 68. Wilt had 67 four times. Kobe had 65. Will had 65 three times. Jordan, Rick Barry, and Elgin all had 64. And now we're building towards the next guy on the list. Joe Folks, 63 points. Do you know Joe Folks? No. Never heard of him. <laughs> but 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 respect to him. Respect I'm sure to he's, Joe you know, Folks. That's a lot of points. <laughs> I've never, I've never scored that many points in my life. So sixty-three is a ton. I can't I went, disregard it. I went to YouTube, looked up Joe Folks. Never heard of him in my life. In my life, looked up Joe Folks. There's a mixtape, Trevon. Let's watch it together. Here it comes. Hell yeah, Joe, Joe Folks. Look at this, black and white, hardwood. <laughs> there might be laces in that ball. Set shots. Running hooks. Holy shit. Can you imagine the big time shit Joe Folks must have been talking after 63 back then? I mean, he probably went to go smoke a cigarette right after, but. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's more impressive because there's no three point line. Uh, Joe Folks, white guy, obviously, named Joe Folks. Uh, it must have been on top of the world. He must have been like. I'm never I'm I will I am the best basketball player on the planet and no one will ever be better than me. I just scored 63 points. I'm Joe Falks. Joe, I appreciate you, sir. I don't I don't I don't know if he probably felt that way. <laughs> Again, you know, no, these did. type of things. <laughs> I believe it, but I mean, you know, some sometimes those guys just be like when you're in the zone, you're in the zone. So half the time like Luca didn't even realize he had 61 when he had it. They had to tell him, and he was just like, what? Because when you go in, you're just trying to win, you know what I mean, especially close ones. So you're going to go do whatever it takes. You know, you're not caring about field goal percentage. I'm not even really crazy about field goal percentage. It's like, did you win the game? Right. I, I've been struggling all night. Cool, I might be hurting my team, but, like, let me make the big shot. Give me the ball. Put me in a position right. to win this game, Right. and we'll talk about how bad I shot later. Cause that don't even matter at the end of the day. And we've made it such a big deal of like, this guy's hurting his team. He's 11 for 27. Mm. You know, he's nine for 22. Like if they won, who care? Right. 
Uh, Trevon, I read you were part of an NBA entourage, quote-unquote NBA entourage. Both Marcus Williams, former NBA guys, Marcus Williams, Brandon Jennings, friendly with both. How does that process work? Is there a formal introduction? Are you given a rock chain by the Jay-Z of the group? <laughs> How does being a part of a formal entourage work? Do you acknowledge that you're part of the entourage? How does it all work? No. I mean, it's not. It's just, it's just a group of friends. I mean, God. you look at it like this. You know what I mean? You got Damn. a group chat. You got a couple of Bumble people. Right. Um, they just happen to be basketball players. I played basketball, so it made sense. Um, and I, I've known, you know, I had known them roughly for a good amount of time where, you know, it just came with perks. I mean, most of the time you're not going to be able to sit around. You can go to the games. You can go to shoot around with them. You're going to sometimes play basketball with them. Right. Um, you can have a good time. So, I mean, that was the cool thing about it. It wasn't anything that was wild. Um, I'm grateful for the time I had with those two. Um, and, and, and since then I've been around the league for 16 years. Amazing. You, uh, I listened to you with Joven Buha. You said that you lived at Brandon Jennings house for a while. Does mm-hmm. Brandon, does Brandon like, does he do the dishes as a, as a guy that makes the NBA is he like doing the, Is he like mopping up the floor and shit? No, no, <laughs> those are those. I mean, at that point, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you're on the road or you got, you know, certain people doing certain things, you, you kind of hire a cleanup yeah. crew. You want it to be yeah, nice yeah. or things right. of that nature right. just depends. Well, so yeah, all things um, you, you're, you you're not even, you're you not even worried money. about that. Right. But you also have right. to think about certain things when you're considered a celebrity, so you're mm-hmm. not allowed to do certain things. You might say, Hey, I'm going to go to the grocery store real quick. That's out. That's right. out. That, that, that doesn't so exist crazy. anymore. You're barely going to the bank. Like you're not doing these things anymore. So again, when you retire, I think that's the hardest thing because especially if you didn't make like mega millions right. and now you have to adjust right. to back to civilian life, life. That's yeah. the hardest that's the God. hardest adjustment because, you know, and, and you look at it like, well, why is this guy so immature? Because right. they've right. been forced to grow up so right. fast. So, like, now they're catching up on the life that they missed. This is the second childhood after what sports. A crazy life. That is nuts. Uh, I, I remember watching Gunning for that number one spot, doctor directed by MCA. I remember great watching that and thinking, great. It's great. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I remember watching that and thinking, I remember texting a buddy of mine. Uh, Brandon, that I thought Brandon Jennings was going to be the best point guard in the NBA for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought he looked like a great passer, plus he was entertaining, and he could score. Then, game seven of his NBA career, rookie season, he puts up 55 against the seventh pick of Jennings' draft, Mr. Stephen Curry. He, Jennings had 32 the game before that, so he's on a run. You guys are kids. Your boy hangs 55 in his second week in the league. He's got some NBA money. He's the king of Milwaukee. What is it like the night after he scores 55? What happens? We didn't do too much. Like, again, we would be in the house. I mean, we'd go to Dave and Buster's. Unbelievable. Um, and then we would go to the mall and go to dinner. We had this one restaurant called Carnivores, and he had this, like, he had these gold knives <laughs> that they, like, gifted. And it had his signature, and it was crazy because it's, like, those are the times you just want to eat and people wanted autographs and you know what I mean? Like, then it's kind of like, <laughs> you're sitting there with a know. gold knife and somebody's asking you for an autograph. <laughs> I, I want to yeah. believe, I want the story to be, and I'm going to push this forward. I'm going to write something and put it online that after Brandon Jennings had 55, you guys all went to Dave and Buster's and just put a shit ton of points on a card and played games <laughs> all night long. Nah, that wasn't the case. Um, but 
yeah, it was it was a crazy it was a crazy feeling because I you know we were just talking about it and it was just like, wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is the NBA that easy, yeah. or what is going on? But right. nah, he's just was a talented guy, and you know what I mean. He had a good, he had a great basketball. I don't say good. I don't say great. I don't say good basketball career because um, I'm sure he would have wanted to play a right. little bit more right. and how it panned out. But I, you know, for what he was able to accomplish in those eight to nine years. You know, I will um, remember him. He's he's definitely a legend from where we come from. So you finish college, you're hanging out with NBA players, you're meeting NBA players. What are you thinking about for your career? Like, what are your plans? I know because I've done the research. I know the job. I know that you became a teacher. What are you thinking as you're hanging out with Brandon Jennings about your career? Like, what are you planning? How do you get to where you are? Um, I just got a little bored. I mean, you can only party so much. Mm. You only can do and live, live through the, have a front row seat in somebody else's life. Right. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to to do something. I already had an, I had a degree in foundations of education and child psychology. So mm. um, that was the next thing is just going back and teaching. So what do you so, teach? Um, well, I taught at the time, I taught elementary, first, Amazing. second, third grade, all subjects. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, so you're cutting steaks with a gold knife and teaching first, second, third grade. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't have the gold knives. Sorry, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, it was it was a little double life for a while. That's crazy. Um, you know, being able to hang out with those guys, I was very fortunate. So then, how and, do um, you how do you transition from teaching to entertainment to media? How do you get there? Um, Amin El Hassan. Mm. Um, invited me um, to do a podcast called True Hoop on ESPN. Right. I had no idea what a podcast was. Right. Um, I just, you know, I came on and I, we talked about, you know, the episode was about Derrick Rose going AWOL. At the time, Brandon was a member of the uh, New York Knicks. And um, they just felt like I was going to have all this intel, which I didn't say anything. <laughs> um but it was it was cool. It was honestly cool, and they kept inviting me back on. So mm. you know, it was, this is the brainchild of Henry Abbott and Jade Hoy and, right. and Amin and Ethan Strauss and and Tom Haverstroh and Zach Harper and Wazni Lambre. I mean, the list goes on. So many people have contributed to that um, platform, and I just did make it a big deal that I was doing podcasts for ESPN at the mm. particular time. So um, a great start. You know what I mean? Like for your first. Yeah. Podcast. Right. You know what I mean? Like early on, Ramona Shelburne, uh, Rachel Amazing. Nichols, getting reps up with them and, you know, um, definitely helped my professionalism and how to go about it. And and yeah, we, we end up launching our own. We end up going independent and created Count the Dings and launched basketball buds and here we are, the athletics today. Good for you guys. You you seem like a super connector, like the type of person that meets everyone knows everyone makes a good impression on everyone do you have am i right and then if i am how do you how what do you do how do you focus on staying in those people's lives staying at the top of their mind what do you do how are you doing it um i do like to see myself as a connector um this is typical point guard stuff just mm, i love you that. know making sure the team's together right. um but overall like i i don't I don't, I don't try to stay in anyone's life. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think it's just the initial impression of like, Hey, that guy was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, or I like spending time around him. You know what I mean? You don't have to force any relationships with anyone. 
and I had no hidden agendas. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't come into these friendships with, um, expectations. Like, I don't care if you have money or not. Like, I mean, if, if, if you're, you know, I enjoy, you know, I mean, my main thing is to laugh. That's number mm -hmm. one for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and the rest kind of, kind of follows through. I mean, I, we can be cool if we can tell jokes. So it's, it's that, that's it's, it. Sense of humor is number one for me. Uh, and, and that's that's part of charisma, which is sort of that magical unknown entity that you have. You have this like charisma thing about you, and it's fantastic. More on your career later. The next credential, posterized new credential with help from David Stramsky's Ball's Life, and then Quinn Carrington on Twitter sort of helped me stumble into the name here. Posterized any lasting images to come from this? I don't think kids do posters anymore, but we're gonna call it posterized. It doesn't matter. I'm sure someone's going to make a sports card or one of these nights. I don't know of like a singular image from either of these performances that stands out, except maybe have you seen Trevon the Donovan Mitchell holding 71 on a piece of paper, wearing that Cleveland C chain in the locker room. Have you seen that image? I did. Do you have a thought <laughs> on that image? Um, I think it's a thing. Anytime someone goes oh off or they score anything, I mean, I've, I've seen it. I've, I mean, you know, Ugh, Kobe's I... 81, Photoshop has been floating around. Quinn Cook had 50 in China. Um, he had a paper, you know, just jokingly. And I think it's just all for fun and games for the internet. Um, I don't hate it. Um, it, it, the, it. The whole chain thing is new. Um, again, these are the things. Instead of complaining, I just adapt. Because it's you're, not about me. You're you're you are a patient, calm, and reserved, composed gentleman. I, on the other hand, have a gigantic issue. <laughs> I it's got to be impossible to say no to like the social media dudes that run in and go put the chain on and hold this piece of paper. But I want to encourage NBA players to avoid these traps. And I, I want to take this moment to make a formal announcement on the show as the founder of the First Belt Hall of Fame. CEO of the First Ballot Hall of Fame organization. I want to remove a previously inducted moment from the First Ballot Hall of Fame. I'm removing the Miami turnover chain from our halls. Listen, I know this is a lot for Miami Hurricane fans. I really enjoyed when the Hurricanes did it. The way they did it, the smoke, it's the you, the colors. They, 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 I loved it when you guys did it. I loved it when the Hurricanes did it. But it has been sullied. By, by the proliferation of the chains in sports. To me, I look at this, it's almost like a viral dance. As soon as a grandmother or somebody running for office does a viral dance, it's over. It's a wrap. And that's what has happened here. I put the fucking ice bucket challenge in the first ballot Hall of Fame, and I'm correcting that. And that's not to say that monster trends don't belong in the hall. They do. They deserve to be recognized, but I'm not putting the soldier boy dance in my hall of fame. I can hear the really? internet buzzing. Trevon, are you okay with this decision? How do you feel about the soldier boy dance or the chain about me removing the chain? It's the soldier boy dance. It's, it's great. The soldier boy dance when he did it, it it's monumental. It changed things. It changed the game, but I don't like all of the change in chains in professional sports. I've got a professional NBA player wearing a C around his neck, holding a piece of paper after this game, and that's what I'm supposed to remember. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm against it. I don't like it. it th that's not what I want. I want like a classic Andy Bernstein picture. I want that thing to be the image. I don't have that yet. I don't have those images for either of these moments, and that's going to hold it back. 
Yeah, honestly, I just think that the the, the chains in certain organizations mean just for team camaraderie. Yeah. Um, and just um, you know, it, it works that way. I mean, for the fans, I don't. I, again, these things that our opinions don't matter. It's not for us. You know, what I mean, this this game is adapting for the youth. Um, the game's going to get younger and younger, and God you can't us. just. I mean, Stan Van Gundy had a tweet today with Kevin Durant um, about you know rest days and and how guys lifted and you know. Um, medical team like guys don't practice and stuff like that and maybe that's to cause some more injuries and things of this nature but um we can't complain we just have right. to adapt we have to understand that things are changing it's not the same way we can't get mad at flagrant ones and flagrant twos we can't get mad at the turnover chains or you know a person having a player of the game or these different things these these things help build chemistry you know what i mean and that makes the locker room stronger so i'm all in for it i have no problems with it Trevon, the next credentials press conference. Any great quotes from these? Uh, there's obviously Luca has the "I'm tired as hell. I need to recover a be- recovery beer." That's fantastic. That took off. That's a great line. That's the type of thing that adds to the moment here, makes it special. Good job, Luca. I want to play some- you something from Kevin Love. I don't know if you heard what Kevin Love said after the game. Let's listen to Kevin Love. You know, I was telling Jason, I was telling some of these guys that in my 15 years, that's the best performance I've ever seen, ever been a part of. Uh, Trevon, what the fuck is he talking about? Just on a high, just on a high, <laughs> just on a high, just riding the just wave. on a high because because he, he took it to t- he took it to Twitter and he asked Twitter and and guys were just like he named he named some good ones but he forgot LeBron's block in 2016. But I mean, it happens. It things slip your mind. You know, what I mean, you think about Kai's yes. 50 point. Yeah, you think about um, LeBron. 50 you know i mean again these are things but he's in the he's in the thick of things 71 is an amazing mark um the intensity probably wasn't there and again that's cool to watch someone score 71 you got a front row seat you're on the court with him so um i can't take away how he felt about it um good for him and supporting this guy twitter fingers next credential any great tweets uh donovan mitchell day after posts uh and just like that we are drug tested this morning. I I know that's kind of like a funny thing. Like people laughed at that and retweeted and all that stuff, but it's feels kind of wild and a little, a little disrespectful. Is that standard in the league drug test a guy after a performance like that? Yeah. Okay. John Morant's been drug tested five times a season. God damn. <laughs> I guess though, that's in a strange way. That's a great compliment. I mean, I, it, <laughs> it, it happened. It happened. It's been happening beyond us, but Again, we just didn't have that, right. you know, where a guy could right. actually go and tell you. Tell you, yeah. Um, but it's just, it's just funny, you know. I, I want to know who has who has been drug tested the most in a season. That guy's going, and that season is going in the first bell. Uh, Basketball reference, get on the job, <laughs> Javon. Uh, so you talk about getting into podcasts and then working your way into the media. How do you? Which is again, let's talk about it. Basketball focused on that career tries out in the D League doesn't make it should be devastated isn't joins an entourage learns that life is meeting people connecting to people starts teaching on the side does a podcast moves into media how do you then get into copywriting in the ad space? Uh, me and three other buddies created NBA Bubble Life, right? And um, from right. there, um, why didn't caught whim of it and right look know, at that uh, acknowledge that that's amazing that's really amazing look at it it seems like you and i don't want to put words in your mouth here but you're like always moving 
always keeping your eyes down the field, down the court, head up. That's brilliant. Right. You created bubble life, of course. That makes perfect sense. Wyden Kennedy, the go to sports advertising. That's true, right? Mm-hmm. What's the I love it. I love that answer. That's I mean, a we cool call. I, 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 mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know if I don't know if I, again, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for us like that, but I will say that uh <laughs> I'll do it. We we're, we've played a great part in history. Oh my God. What's the best <laughs> NBA commercial of all time? Do you ha- and, or do you have a personal favorite? Are they different? Best NBA commercial and personal favorite. Personal favorite probably would be the Nike basketball noise. Yes, dribble, dribbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or yeah. Um, any, of, any of, any of Wyden Kennedy, Stacey Wall's work, um, the Penny Hardaway stuff. The yes, little Penny. Little Penny. So, right. Those yeah. are great. Ugh. What great spots. If you haven't seen those, God bless it. They'll be on the Instagram at first ballot HOF. Uh, X Factor, next credential, X Factor. I, I, ju- I just want to say this is now the second time I've got Donovan Mitchell up for a, a possible induction. He was in for the Donovan Mitchell versus Jamal Murray bubble battle. We did that with Claire DeLune. Uh, we did not put that in the first ballot Hall of Fame. I, in that episode, wondered if that could be the best moment of Donovan Mitchell's career. It seems like the answer to that is no. I'm starting to feel bad about giving Donovan Mitchell the shaft here. Uh, I'm a little worried if Donovan Mitchell was a Laker, I'd be voting yes on this moment. Devastating to consider, but I want you to be honest. What Do you have an X factor, Javon? Anything that happened in either of these performances that makes you go... That's really cool that we have not covered up until this point. Anything that might give this thing an edge? Uh, no, nah, I think you hit on everything. <sighs> this is going to be tough. Trevon, I see the clock is running down on us. It's almost time for our favorite segment here on the show. It's called More Important. It's sweeping the nation. Trevon, do you know More Important? Uh, no, I don't know okay. More Important. Perfect. That's perfect. Trevon Edwards, here we go. Trevon Edwards, the sneaker industry is out of control. The resale value kids waiting in line buying sneakers flipping them for hundreds of dollars it's nuts the sneaker industry is out of control you are at wyden kennedy fueling that with your work what do you have to say about the sneaker industry out of being out of control and what role you might play in it can you repeat that question one more time sorry oh i'm sorry jermon we don't we don't have time for that answer we don't have time for that answer because it's time for something more important Trevon I'm about to ask you a bunch of questions they're all far more important than that bullshit I just made up and your answer to these questions will define who you are as a human are you ready the music is playing there's a, t- a timer it's clicking down are you ready Trevon let's go if you could only eat one fruit for the rest of your life what is it i'll buy you some time mango. here what mango wow mango are you you're not at all worried that you're going to get sick of mangoes and stop you don't want no, something middle no. i love this right away let's go he's ready okay i'm asking the, i'm asking you this because i think of you as a man of good taste don't just say the thing i expect you to say what is the best chain restaurant burger mcdonald's wow you're go, you're going traditional you're going Middle of America, tough. I thought you were going to say the thing in L.A. with the hidden... Company man. I'm a company man. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Why did Kennedy McDonald's? Here we go. Uh, Trevon, dunks or passes? Uh, Dunks. What is your favorite block of all time? Jordan two-hand. 
Oh, yes. Snatching. Yes. What a great block. Great answer. Favorite NBA nickname of all time? Jesus Shuttlesworth. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Another good one. What is the best singular play in any sport? Scoring a goal in soccer? Touchdown catch? Going over the goal line, a.k.a. the Walter Payton? A home run, a dunk? What's the best singular sports play? Home run. Home home run. It seems very difficult to do hit that little ball. Which of these two moments is better? Doncic's 60-point triple-double or Donovan Mitchell's 71? We're not weighing in on whether these are going to the Hall of Fame yet. Doncic. Why? Why is it better? Uh, triple-double. That's more important, everybody. You nailed it. You did great. The next credential, Trevon, is the cosign. The question is to you. The floor is yours. Do either of these moments, Doncic's 60-point triple-double or Donovan Mitchell's 71-point game, do either of these moments make the first bout Hall of Fame and why? No. Wow. And just because they're just normal performances, wow. individual. Holy shit. Just an immediate no. You just think of them as... This is crazy. All right, here we go. The next credential induction speech. That's when me and Neil, I get to decide whether this thing goes in. Whether either of these things go in. I'm going to take everything Trevon said into account. But this is my Hall of Fame. I'm going to make the decision here. You said it early on, Trevon. Maybe if either of these teams... You said if, if neither of these teams make the playoffs, who, who gives a shit about these moments? And I think i got to agree with you here. Maybe, maybe there's a world, maybe there's a time, maybe there will be a moment where I look back on these performances and go, God damn, that was a harbinger of things to come. Maybe they win a title. Maybe they get deep. Maybe they become real contenders. And maybe they change my mind. But today, today it's not going to happen. Both incredible performances, great moments. I'm glad that you both had them. My respect to the teams, the players, and all of the fans of those teams and players. But today, neither of those moments is going into the first Bell Hall of Fame. Oof, my God. Javon, how do you feel? I feel good. <laughs> how can people follow you? What can you plug? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Travon, at T-R-A-V-O-N-N-E, and on Instagram at Travon Edwards. Trevon, thank you so much for doing the show. You were fantastic. It was a lot of fun. That's it. That's the show. My thanks to Mr. Trevon Edwards for being on. I really appreciate you making time for us. Thank you to Rob Arucci. He edits the show. Thanks to Jessica Seng. She produces it. Rhythm J makes all the beats in our theme song. Follow him on social at Rhythm J. My shout out today goes to Edward Cabasal. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for your help and support. I appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you acting more and all of the great podcast work I know you're going to do. Kuya EJ, I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the show. And thanks to you all for listening all the way through to the credits. Please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing. And do come back next week for more First Ballot.